Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. We've got Group 1 action up there in Queensland. We've also got some good racing at Sandown as always. Uh, a bit of a different look and feel on the panel tonight. Nick Magualta is off. He's having a couple of weeks uh, in the spelling paddock. But I'm with Will Alford. How are you firstly, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Nick goes out. We've got a pretty handy replacement. So Yeah, we do. We've Trav? got a, a pretty handy substitution. Trav Noonan, uh, a name most will know in racing. Trav, how are you doing, mate? And... Do you want to just give us a little rundown of what you're currently doing in racing? Uh, yeah, thanks, Ben. Glad to be joining you guys. I can guarantee tonight I won't be as loaded as what Nico's been the last couple of weeks. He's been firing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, surprised no one's got to him with the amount of people he's been attacking recently. But uh, So I'll just stay in my lane. It won't be probably as entertaining from that point of view. Um, in terms of what I've been doing recently, um, I think I came on this pod late last year. On Stakes Day. Yeah, that was right. We had mm. a pretty good day that day. We Since did. then, not too much has changed. I've had a bit more of a role with uh, RSN Racing and Sport. A little bit of a change if uh, people listen in to 927 in Melbourne with our, the way they sort of present the races through the day. So a bit more Victorian racing content. Um, and I've been sort of involved with a lot of that, um, which has been really good. Been covering a lot of the, the major Saturdays, which has been a huge change to what I usually did, sitting on the couch or going to the races. So hmm. to be involved with um, a brand like that's pretty cool um, on the Saturdays. And uh, you're doing a little bit, a lot of dog calling, which is something that I'm really enjoying, calling the Greyhounds a lot on the Tuesday nights at Warrigal and Terrelgan and tracks like that. So... 
Um, keeping very busy, Ben, but um, with a lot of radio commitments and, uh, yeah, sometimes on racing.com as well. So, yeah, just whoever sort of uh, calls me for work, I'll, I'll try and get around to them and just try and make <laughs> myself available. No, that's awesome. Uh, bot, anything happened in the world of Bot? You had a couple of good winners today? Well, I had one. I backed um, some Dennis Payne thing. It was a rot. It was Dakota Keane, Dakota Keane, Dakota Keane to to J-Mott on the backup. Um, but, yeah, he didn't end up riding Will Gordon Road, but it won. So, <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, it was at $9 and a mark at $3 and it won. So I was, I was happy about that. But I gave it all back at Packenham tonight because Packenham's the, the bane of my existence. It just doesn't work for me. It I was talking to Trav before we record. I don't think I've ever backed a winner at Packenham. It just, just doesn't work for me. It's strange. It's a nice track, nice big track, but I struggle there as well. Uh, the grass is different. Racing certainly even there at Pakenham. I think, yeah, I know plenty of punters in Victoria find it a very, very difficult track. So you're not on your own there, Wilbur. I think it's a, a great track to race on, but in just in, ta- in terms of results, can be kind of tricky. Um, a lot depends on the race shape there at Pakenham, and they can walk sometimes, which can lead to some interesting results. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's crack into the form because we are on the clock. Travi's got to do his Patreon uh, record with Nico. Let's go to Sandown. Firstly, rail goes back to the true position, I believe. It has been out for a couple of meetings. How do we think it might play? Are we thinking fair or do we think that fresh ground on the inside could play a little bit on speed? I'm thinking it's just on speed. Like I normally don't sort of think too hard about these things. I just sort of just want to back courses that are on speed because that's what you always sort of want to do. Yep, I think it's going to be a little bit dependent on the weather, sort of what happens there with how much rain they get at Soundown over the next couple of days. Um, yeah, sort of looking, there doesn't look to be a heap on the radar, but uh, Friday is probably going to be the determining factor for mine. I know plenty of people who've been out to Soundown in recent time and they are saying that track's incredibly tired. So mm. Yeah, well, it would be. Yeah, I, just, I, I wouldn't want to get rain throughout the day because I think that, Will's probably right. They'd probably play to horses on speed. But otherwise, you know, I'm probably going in this meeting just thinking regulation sound down until we see more. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, we're going to start in race three. It is a benchmark 78 over the mile. Good and proper is $3.70 favourite from Balsavar. We see the clash of uh, a couple gun apprentices are in good form. Lacrima is $6.50, Riverport $8, Skyhorse $9, and Frigid $10. But you want to go first? You got a bet here? Um, yeah, I've literally just said that I want to back horses on speed, but I'm going to be backing good and proper, who's going to be settling last. She's airborne, this preparation. She she was a bit off last prep, but um, she's on this prep. She was really good first up, then one second up in really, really strong late time. The late sectionals there were strong, and then she was um, like putting a headlock to the back of the field at Flemington and, and was beaten by a party for one running the fastest last 400 of the meeting, fastest last 600 there. So um, she meets a pretty even, or not even, it's a pretty average sort of mare's grade. And and the sort of well-supported now favourite actually is Belle Savoir, who's who does get the map favours, but also is like good and proper last prep is going no good this preparation. Mm. Um, I backed, I've backed good and proper uh, two back to beat... No, sorry, I backed Belsavar two back to beat Good and Proper and 
um, couldn't probably beat me. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't think Belsevoir is going as good, and, and she probably might even want a bit further than f- 1,600 metres. So, um, yeah, I, I, I sort of just want to be with good and proper, even though the map's a little bit tricky. I think she's just... She's got a bit on these, and, and the price is fair enough. She's probably more of a $3.20 chance, and I think you get $4 on the day. Yep, I'm in a grand, so I didn't think you'd be coming with me here, obviously, because you did just say you're going to back leaders, but I think good and proper looks a decent way out. Uh, currently $3.80 in the market. She's absolutely airborne, um, this preparation. She's coming through the right form races, and if Balsavar is supposedly the danger in this market, then she held like she absolutely destroyed her a couple starts back. Yeah, going away too. Um, yeah, obviously Laura Lafferty. That's not not a negative at the moment. She rode a city double last Saturday, um, so I think she's a a good bet. I think the one that could be the massive overs if this rain if this. If this rain does come, I'm I'm gonna have at least five or ten bucks on Cyclone Sally. Yeah, yeah, you're um, gonna say it. She drops from 61 kilo down to 53 and a half with this apprentice on, who supposedly is a gun. I don't know too much about him, but he comes over from New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah, lifetime profitable. WF pin. I don't know anything about him. He's from New Zealand. Yeah. Um, he's three kilo claimer. He's, but yeah, he's lifetime profitable. Last 50, he's going. Uh, he's 10 from his last 50. So. And yeah, and this mare will be up in the firing line for a long way. So I think she's a slight overlay at, you know, sort of 60 to 1. You might even get better on Betfair late. She's 60 to 1. Yep. Well, that probably is a bit big then. I didn't know that. I thought she was shorter than that. So those will be my two bets. Chubby, you got any thoughts on this race? Yeah, I, I thought it's really interesting you made mention of uh, the New Zealand apprentice who's coming over here. He's allowed to claim. Uh, three kilos in Metro Melbourne. Yet it's a Group One winning jockey in New Zealand. Mm. So is he? Yeah, he's which, which horse? Uh, Mascarpone is it? Oh, right. In February. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's he's ridden 171 winners over there in New Zealand. So it's not not like he's coming over here, you know, sort of a inexperienced apprentice. Uh, I'd say he's been really targeted to come here by a few, you know, sort of. Uh, expats who are now living in Australia and I'd reckon he's going to be in huge demand over the coming months so yeah Forsman's got him I think mm, and I think there's probably been a push from some boys in the Friedman camp to get him over formerly Kiwi so um, I'd say he's a jockey to have a look at Luke Campbell rides a bit later on in the meeting as well WA apprentice I've sort of pushed this for a long time, but I think this is the best time of year ever to back apprentices. I'm sort of always looking for them over the experienced riders at this time of year, um, especially if they can climb under the minimum. Uh, there's a horse here that kind of interests me for that fact, and that's our August Rose. She's a good wet tracker. Carleen Heffel goes on to probably position in the front half of the field. Uh, coming through the same race as it last start is Frigid, who's two for two second up, John Leake Jr., I think this camp's interesting. They're sort of working some things out. I imagine this stable's going to find some form over the coming months and Billy Egan in hot form. So they're probably the two horses that interest me the most. I can understand everything you guys have said about good and proper, but the map's a bit of a query for mine, just how far back she's going to be. Um, I can still sort of see the market having a start probably $4 or longer. Just I know I Lafferty's, so. Lafferty's ridden some winners her last couple, but the market still takes her on. 
Uh, you saw that last week with Sai. I don't think that's going to change in a week. Um, if you like horses back by Celine Gaudry on Saturday, I think you, you want to be betting early. She's going to be the one the market's really going to come for. Uh, she's in probably the hottest form of any rider in Victoria at the moment. I think a horse like Belle Savoie will start your favourite because of the map and because of Celine. Um, I didn't want to be with it. I was sort of with you guys. I thought it was just been average its past couple, but um, just some points in that race. Not a race I'm overly keen on, but I'd be specking maybe Frigid at a price. Oh, beautiful. There's something for everyone there. All right, let's go on to race five. It is a three-year-old handicap over the mile as well. Euphoric is $4.20. Brun King coming off a big win is $4.80. Dashing $5. Simeon, $8. Art Zeno, $12. Elkington Road, $13. Unseen Ruler, $14. I don't have too much to say here, but I'm happy to hand the reins to you, Bot, or you, Trav. Well, this is a race I'm really interested in because you've got a couple horses up the top here have been racing deep into the autumn winter so sort of horses like dashing elkington road who are uh they've got to be coming towards the end of preparations rather than you know they're not at the start uh then you've got horse like euphoric who rated really well at flemington who's an interesting galloper and then a couple of these horses down on the minimum or claiming underneath it like i said these are horses i sort of really want to look for on these sort of tracks that are tired where you maybe want to be up on speed McGarten's a horse I followed in last time and I thought he had every possible under Matty Lloyd last start. Couldn't back him to win this race at sort of $16. But I'm really interested in this horse for Lazzo, uh, for Celine Gordry, Mick Price, Michael Kent Jr. Uh, I thought the way he's been going is pretty good. Um, he's a horse with lightly raced, bit of upside. Again, like as I said before, Celine's a, a jockey that the market's going to want to have a look at. Maps all right from Barrier Six. I thought could push in the least the first half of the field, and forty-one dollars for a horse who's sort of on the up didn't run too bad behind Oceans Above last time, and that potential to you know to get the informed claim of Celine get right underneath the minimum and punch forward. I thought he's an interesting bet here at forty-one dollars, sort of one by three. Um, and the other horse, sort of similar. Boat is powerful eagle um, with Carlene Heffel. Again, a horse who can push forward here. He's a bit of different to Falazzo. He's rock hard fit, moody. Yeah, they're two horses that just interest me in a race where I think it's pretty even. A um, couple of these horses like Dashing, I just I wonder when he's going to regress, when he's going to just hit the, um, he's the, the end of his preparation. No knock really on Euphoric. Brung King on the seven-day backup will have his supporters, no doubt. Probably the other horse I'd want to mention is Hard to Cross. Comes out of a very hot race behind Airmen the other week at Flemington. I just wonder if he's one run short, getting to 1,600 metres. But, yeah, he has to carry 54.5, has that sort of Dunkel form, which ties in nicely. $16, um, or even better than that at some places. That's probably big enough price. They're probably... I've mentioned a few there. I've nearly tipped half the field. But <laughs> the, the three horses I'd sort of work around here, definitely for Lazzo. I couldn't have him $41. I think you should mark him a lot shorter than that. I'd have him sort of 13 I'd have uh, Powerful Eagle about where he is with the potential to sort of get him a little bit shorter if the track's playing a bit more into those on speed. And hard to cross, as I said. Like, he's got a bit of class, comes through a hot race. So those are the three for me at double figures. This sort of a card, it's so even. I, just at first glance, like I probably haven't done a stack of form for this meeting, so a lot of my stuff you'll be able to get Saturday through the usual sort of places when I've done a bit more of a deeper dive. But 
just on first glance, I think a lot of these horses in the market are very well exposed. Um, they don't offer a lot of value to me. So, uh, yeah, the, those three horses that I mentioned will be what I'm sort of looking to tip play around. Beautiful. But I reckon you had an opinion now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Trav. I'm, I'm going to be backing... Pa- well, I already have backed Powerful Eagle. Um, I think the early sort of price has been taken now, but I probably still think that's a little bit too big. Um, it's sort of like it's got it ran the fastest last 100 meters of the meeting after being um at sand and that time behind uh gringotts and loco after they caught him like he, he kept he was strong through the line even though it was in a pretty strongly run race and then he went to cramp and they took a sit on him um which didn't work and that was off uh 34 days so um i think this is sort of a setup for this sort of race i get down to the minimum um, down to the minimum with carleen heffel who is in, in form and she's a, a a jockey that you sort of want to be finding, like Trav said. And um, I think it'll be sort of like I think it's an advantage to be on pace. And um, this horse is just sort of screaming for um, for uh, I guess um, six and hundred meters in a sort of evenly run race. And if and if the sort of t- the t- top ones at the market. Uh, regress off their form because they have been up for a while. Then, then he will be he'll be up there in the, the firing line. But um, but yeah, I'm still tossing up between who should be favourite. Um, Dashing and and um, and uh, Brun King were the two that I thought were competing for favourite, and I couldn't get Euphoric anywhere near. Um, as short as he is, I think the map's a bit tricky, and and I didn't love. I, I thought the the win was good, but I didn't love it. Um. Yeah, dash, dashing is like sort of the obvious sort of horse. He's he's pretty much run the the same rating about four or five times. He's four or five um, uh, last races, but as Trav said, like when's the regression going to come? The map's not perfect here, and um, Brung King's on the backup. He's a really good horse. He was he was backed off the map at Warnable, didn't come off, um, and then he went to Sandown and absolutely bolted in. Um, he was going two to their one the last sort of. Uh, 400 meters, and and he finally gets the 1600 meters here. So on the backup, so this sort of looks like a set play to me. I think they should roll forward from barrier 14. I'm not sure if they will. Um, he's, I think his chances sort of depend on if they roll forward from the wide gate. Um, but yeah, so I've bet powerful eagle early, and um, I'll sort of be trying to figure out which of dashing or brunking I'll I'll bet um later, I guess. Sweet. All right. Let's go to race six. It is the first leg of the quaddy. It's the Ballasprey Stakes over a thousand meters. We see two up and coming sprinters go head to head here. Katsu is the dollar eighty-five favorite from Invincible Caviar, three dollars ninety. Taunting six fifty. Estella Rocket twelve dollars. Sartorial Splendor sixteen. And Staria Legends sixteen. Oh, I better mention uh, Pintoff as well. Last start winner for the new stable. He is seventeen. Uh, I'll cool you first. I I do guess I do want a better price for Katsu. I'm hoping to get black odds, but I just think he's the one. He's the proper thousand-meter horse in the race. I think he's still on the up. Um, he sat wide. I know it's no disadvantage, but he has sat wide in his last couple, and he's just powered away. He's been way too strong. I actually like the fact that he's drawn out there. Um, Geordie Childs can run his own race again. He drops in the weights, even though he's coming up in class. Drops four and a half kilos at the weights. Um, Punners will note that he failed on a soft seven one day at Flemington. But if you go back and watch the replay, I don't think it was about the track. I think it was just the fact that he pulled so hard um, and he ran his race 
pretty much in the early stages and he was out of play nice and early. He's since obviously been gelded and he's gone bang, bang, this preparation. Um, I think the wet track will suit him better than an invincible caviar, even though I do have respect for her. Taunting, I think he'll be run off his legs at 1,000 metres. I think he's probably more that 1,200, 1,400-metre horse. Um, and I actually thought, although she does carry a stack of weight, I thought Esla Rocker will be the, the horse I'll be saving on. We know she's a, a really good 1,000-metre horse. Um, second, first up, last preparation to Scissor Step and probably should have beaten him, um, had, the, had the much tougher run. So I'll be back in Katsu. I want black odds, and I'll probably just save on Esther Rocker. Trevor, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought this is a race where the market's definitely priced Invincible Caviar on her upside rather than um, sort of what she's done. Um, I couldn't get her that short at 1,000 metres. I thought she's well and truly too well found by the market. Um, I know she's progressive, and but you know her biggest claim to fame is a benchmark 70 at Pakenham beating just Jono at 1,200. Um, it's not... It's not like some of the form that comes to the table here. The map's the concern for mine for Katsu, who, you know, his best wins have sort of been when he's been able to sit outside the lead or lead and control the race. I'm a bit worried here with Satorial Splendor and Starry Legend that that's not going to happen. You're going to have to sit third or fourth. I thought both of those horses, you know, they're they're very hit and miss, but they're, they're sort of coming into this race in a bit of form. Um, you know, this isn't definitely not going to be a popular angle on the race, but I, I'm sort of interested in Satorial Splendor on the quick backup. Um, he's been a horse that's been in the wilderness for a long time. Don't know what's sort of been going on with him. Probably his last sort of six or uh, yeah, probably five runs. But his best form's pretty bloody good. Um, he's got a second to Jigsaw in his CV, second to Wolflands at the Valley last preparation, and when he, when he's up and going, he's he's pretty consistent. I'll back that the stable sort of turned him around after his good run last week up on top of the speed. John McNeil going on for Lafferty. I think that that's a positive. Gets to sound down where he's run well here in the past. Just thought he's interesting here at $17. Um, in a race where I think Katsu's a little bit too short. I'd have him sort of 220 230 I think $1.85 is a little bit short for me. I'd have taunting a little bit closer in the market back to 1,000 metres. I have Invincible Caviar longer. So, um, yeah, the horse that just yeah stands out to me here is Satorial Splendor. I know that's not going to be a bet that anyone will want to have because he's a bit hard to catch. <laughs> but just on the quick backup, there's a few things in favour for him. And Starry Legend, the other horse I sort of want to make mention of, he's a very good 1,000-metre sound-down horse. He's had six goes at a 1,000-metre sound-down, I think, for two wins and three minor placings, including a close-up you know, sort of performance behind Star Patrol. I sort of like the little gap between runs that he comes in here off and comes out of a strong race there behind Foxacon. Snap came out of it, won the proud miss. He sort of didn't finish too far behind her. So, uh, yeah, they're probably not two horses, as I said, that anyone's really going to want to find, and I'll probably be the only one cheering if they win, but I'm happy sort of specking both Satorial Splendor and Starry Legend here. I just... I think on figures, on what I sort of use, uh, Katsu and Invincible Caviar, Invincible Caviar especially, but Katsu as well, they're sort of marked up here on potential. And they've both built really consistent records, but I think this is sort of the time to start betting around them. Uh, we won't be the only person cheering 
um, those horses trade because I probably might have something on Starry Legend. I like that he's 28 days between runs. I think he goes best sort of off, a, off that sort of 20, 21 sort of plus um, day break and on a soft track to around Sandown. Like, that's where his best form is. Um, yep. Yeah, I thought pretty easy to to have something on Starry Legend. Taunting half interested me, but I don't love it back to 1,000. And Invincible Caviar is just way, way, way too short. Um can trial as well as it wants. It's not a thousand metre horse, and it's. I don't think it'll keep up here, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, I think you, you've like I'm glad you sort of come with me, Will, because you look at Invincible Caviar. She's yet to run at a thousand metres, so you got to tick that mm. box. And you're not coming up against complete slouches here. Now I know, you know we've sort of talked on Starry Legend, but he, he's dropped to 54 kilos. He's been carrying 59 at his past three starts. You finished fourth to Foxicon, uh, last preparation. I know he was well beaten, but second horse is Snap. Snap's a lot better horse than Invincible Caviar, um, I would have thought. And, you know, you go back through his form, third to On the Lead at 1,000 metres inundation, third to Star Patrol, you've beaten 2.2. Well, it's pretty solid stuff for a 1,000 metres sound down. The more I look at this race, the more I'm really warming to him. Yeah, like if, if the... With Katsu fails, which I think is... 100% like a plausible thing to think like I don't love Katsu I guess in a sort of more high pressure race I think like I think he got half away with it last time it wasn't didn't I didn't love the win it was a, it was a good win and and he probably could go to a, a massive new level here but I didn't I did, I, like I sort of don't think I want to smash him like I don't think he's a dollar 60 chance I've got him two dollars um right now and like I sort of want to go looking for other horses to maybe try and find something to beat him um, if he if he does um, sort of fail because I I wouldn't I wouldn't be completely surprised at a highly strung sort of um, three year old gets beat at its what seventh start so um, I just thought like at the price you can easily have something Starry Legend like if you're looking at his at Starry Legends numbers at Sandown over a thousand meters, ninety six point six, ninety five point one, ninety four point four, and ninety three point nine last start. So, if you sort of have him running around those sort of numbers, he's more of a not a ten dollar to nine dollar chance rather than what the market's saying is about twice as big as that. Mm. I think with Katsu for me, there I'd still say he's definitely the horse to beat. No, 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The clearly. query for me, and I think you bring, you've bring you brung it up really well, is just this horse has had his own way, his first two runs back, and now yeah, you've got... Yeah, yeah, he's two, not going to get that. Not at all. Yeah, you've, you've got three seasoned sprinters who all know how to handle the front here and pin off Satoru Splendor and Starry Legend. You're not going to be able to dictate to them. So, yeah, I think it's a good test no, for him on Saturday. Like, I've got... Like I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he has to try and take a sit like towards the back of the field. To be honest, like I don't, I don't think he's going to get anywhere near the front here. Hmm. Yeah, Geordie's pretty stuff. aggressive. You sold some. Uh, so- yeah, just on yeah, that. Yeah, but I think that's Geordie's another thing. Like if he tries to go too hard early. Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting task for them because it's you know they've obviously come here thinking all right, let's let's get a real. Th- you know, sort of thought on where he's at. It's a list, listed race, decent prize money race. If he wins it, his rating gets a, a fair boost and they can have a look at some better targets. Um, I think it's a really good test for him. Um, 
I wouldn't be as confident as what the market is, and I think we've displayed that pretty much. Mm. Um, I think he'll drift personally. I know G Beg and J uh, Childs are in incredible form, but I'd be I'd be shocked if he doesn't start with a sort of two ten in front of his name. Yeah, I'd probably say sort of think the same thing. No, it's good stuff. You sold some hope in the roughies there. So if you're listening in, and obviously if you're taking a quaddy, definitely take five, three, hmm. chuck two in there as well for me. Don't take the six. We're taking on invincible caviar by the sounds. Um, yep. Oh, the only other thing I didn't mention about Katsu is obviously did only beat South of House and last start, but at least it's gone and won again. So yeah. that's that's one tick. Mm. But race seven is a benchmark eighty four over fourteen hundred meters. He's our Bonneville, gets the blinkers on. He's $4.40 from Prowling. Good run last start, $6.50. Home Rule was a winner at the Bull, goes to $1,400 metres, $7. Chief Altony, $8.50. Pashiro, $9.00. Dan- Danusta, $10.00. Mega Mia, $13.00. Flash Flood, $13.00. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I liked Home Rule here, up to 1,400 metres for the first time. Um it's a big field, but there's not a whole lot of speed. Like, Daniel Starr wants to go forward. Actually, then there probably is a bit of speed here, actually. But um, I thought Home Rule could get a pretty soft run, and if he gets towards the, his form on a, on a soft to heavy track, I think he's well in this. He's, he's airborne this preparation. Like, he was so strong behind um, flinching first up of a 9.55 and then was poleaxed at Oak Bank and then, and then went to a career peak last night at Warrnambool. Yes, it got up to 1,400 metres from 1,100 metres, but um, I'd, I'd happily back him to, to do so. Um, I'm happy to be against He's Our Bonneville. Like, he, he he was good first up. Like, his sectionals were strong, but he's going to get back from barrier 11 with Damien Oliver on, and I think he probably needs to run a career peak, which he probably can, but I think he does need to run a career peak from coming from the back of the field. And, and yeah, another horse that sort of interests me as well is Chief Altoni, but... But again, I wouldn't be... Sub- I think Chief Altoni has the ability to go forward, but I just don't think they will. Um, and yeah, may- maybe Dan Allstar's a little bit big too, but but yeah, main bet here is probably Home Rule. I just think he he's a he's a very good wet tracker and he's just a very good horse. I think if he runs 1,400 metres and he gets every every single opportunity to, then I think he he's very, very, very hard to beat. Trav, your thoughts? Yeah, I probably didn't come in with the same confidence, but I, I, I like the tip with Home Rule. He's probably a horse for mine. I've never really seen him as a 1,400-metre type, but I've I've learnt a lot in recent weeks not to sort of penalise a horse because they haven't been to the distance yet. It sort of burnt me a, a bit recently. So, um, yeah, I think there's some really good judges who sort of went to some really good uh, form schools through the, you know, the corporates when they were sort of um, just coming through and there were some really good uh, judges in there that sort of said never mark a horse far, like harshly for never being at the trip. And yeah, I've sort of got that in the back of my mind at the moment with a horse like Home Rule. So I respect him as a chance here. Thought the It's Our Time, the Jean-Buck lead-up's pretty potent with Prowling and Mr. Exclusive. I thought both of those two horses ran really well in the straight six. Prowling's uh, definitely a horse I've got a lot of time for. Airborne. Yeah, he's absolutely airborne. But then you look at the race and you go, does Mr. Exclusive deserve to be $23 against Prowling, sort of 8 bucks off that performance? I'm not sure. Like Mr. Exclusive was very good. He goes well second up, 1,400 metres, much more in his wheelhouse. I know he's not a noted winner, but this race is sort of full of 
a few of those horses that need a few things to go right to win. So he's probably a horse I'd definitely chuck in the quaddy, Mr. Exclusive. Mm. Uh, Can I say something? Yep. Um, last two times, Mr. Exclusive has been run uh, run first up. He's run the, pretty much the same rating three times and dipped second up. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I but he really can. Yeah, well, it's sort of interesting considering, you know, he doesn't on these, you know, this is where sometimes you can read the second up stats and be mm. a little bit uh, misguided. There's, yeah. um, you know, sometimes when you try to do some shortcuts, it doesn't quite work for you. But mm. he does have, on on paper, he has quite a good second up record. But yeah, I'll take that on board. Um, the other horse for me that's semi-interesting, but Gene needs another win, is Pasiro. Mm. Um, barrier one here, he probably gets a really soft run. Probably wants it on that soft five, soft six range, no wetter. Thought he was good behind Chassis the other day with 61 kilos. Drops back to 58, which is probably more suitable. And gets a very interesting rider on board in Danny Beasley, who I'm mm. going to be really interested. If he rides more in Metro Melbourne, um, he's a rider to keep an eye on. Like, he's obviously a veteran of the jockey's ranks, but... He's a multiple Group 1 winning rider in his heyday, Golden Slipper winning jockey. Um, and when he came to the meeting, I think it was at Bendigo, he won on Promise. Yeah, yeah he did. Had yeah. a really big day. Yeah. Just might be a rider that the market in Metro Melbourne sort of gets under their guard a little bit. Um, he's he's 20 from his last 100. Yeah, well, he's absolutely flying sort of in that Riverina area where he's based himself in Wagga. Like, if you ever find him in Wagga, Albury, those sort of tracks, you just bet. But... Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's an interesting runner here for mine, Pasiro, because the best of his form for me is always when he's been ridden quite aggressive, and Barrier mm. 1 gives him the chance to do that. He's been drawing wide gates, and he's had to sort of take a sit. Um, but he's a bit of a cat, so... Uh, <laughs> but, you know, $9 is probably a cat's price. You know, it's probably an okay price for a horse like him. They're probably the three horses that interest me the most, yeah. Mr. Exclusive, Prowling, Pasiro. If I had to, like, put an order on them... I'd be Pasiro probably is the most interesting. Yeah, I wanted to find Pasiro too, but I don't know. I don't, I, I want him to use the barrier, but I'm not sure they will. I, I also don't think he... I'm not sure if he has the speed anymore. Like, he used to be up on the speed, but... Like, that day when he, when he almost pinched the um, the Colin Hayes from... Um, yep, pinstripe. But um, But, yeah, I don't know if he has the speed in his legs anymore. Which yeah, is weird to say because he's a four-year-old, but, you know... I don't know. You I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I think with a, with a horse like that, you're looking for something to spark a change as to why they can maybe go forward. So Barrier One, Danny Beasley, there's two reasons there why he might. Um, and he's got some good track and track and trip figures at Soundown on the hillside. So yeah, I, lo- I love I love horses that like like when they snick and then they draw inside. But like I just like watching him. Like the big biggest thing for me, like like when I'm watching replays, is. I prefer, like even I think like the watching the first ten meters, twenty meters of a race is more important than anything else in the race because like intent's probably the biggest thing in racing and and like um, like if a, if a jockey has no intent but the horse jumps like first out of the barriers from a wide gate and they they snick like they're giving up three to four lengths at the start but like if you watch Ch- uh, Pasira out of the gates like it, it just it, it's just a length behind him every single time like he. Like that's something I like to look for, but but like I, I, try, I tried looking for it, but he just he just doesn't have the speed. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying. I, I, mm. 
I would say with a horse like that who can step that length slow, an inside barrier sometimes can be better than a wider mm. gate because you, you can yeah. sort of muster a little bit easier than having, you know, a jock, most jockeys in Victoria are not going to want to sit three deep, um, mm. whereas they're more, in, more inclined to sort of improve their spot on the rail if there's a chance to, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. He's, he's one of those horses, though. He's like, uh, you wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, he sort of runs another nice fourth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. But, you know, it's one of those races, though, Benny, isn't it? Like, there, there's oh, a lot absolutely. of these horses have got some convictions. He's got. Yeah. He's a great sort of handicap, um, off-season sort of horse. Like he'll he he'll race till he's about eight years old, and he'll probably win every ten starts. Yeah, this race gave me up a lot. I don't think I have a real opinion. Um, Prowling was awesome last start. I backed Home Rule last start as well. And you got Hayes out. Bonneville was awesome first up. Blinkers going on for the first time. What do they do? Um, even a horse we haven't mentioned, Vongolay. He won at 51 last start, and he was pretty good. Not sure not sure 1,400 metres with him, but we'll soon find out. Nah, he won't run it. He doesn't run 1,400 metres. Yeah, probably not. All right, race no. eight is a benchmark 84 over 1,600 metres. Braden Star is $3.90. French Empire is $5. Green Fly is $6. British Columbia is $6. Al Redonte, $9. Unusual Culture, $10. And you're out to Conqueror, $19 longer than the rest. Uh, I'll quickly go first. I am pretty keen to back Green Fly here. I am a little bit nervous the fact that he is stepping up a lot in weight. He's going from 53 kilos up to 60 kilos, but... You're nervous about that? That's the, that's the biggest thing you're nervous about with Green Fly. A little bit, given, given that it's going to be a testing track, but I think that's exactly what he wants. Um, his last up performance was awesome. Um, and the more it rains, the better for him. Second up, he is unbeaten three out of three. We saw last preparation at Ballarat on a heavy eight track. Um, he ran down detonated jack. He ran his last 600, nearly 12 lengths above the all average. Um, fastest last 200 metres of the meeting. Benny Allen's absolutely flying, and I like the fact he's drawn out in 11 here. Um, this is a massive class drop, going from a 100 benchmark 100 to a benchmark 84, and... I just think he's got a lot more upside than some of these horses. Like, I've got respect for Braden Starr, but the map from three, I think that's a little bit of a query for a horse that has been getting back. Um, French Emperor is a pretty decent horse. He might shape as the danger, but then again, he's 0 from 2 on heavy if, if the rain really does come. So, um, Green Fly, I'm pretty keen on him. I don't think he'll miss each way. Yeah, I like this sort of confidence from you, Benny. I'm happy to come with. I, I thought his run first up was outstanding there at Flemington in a race which probably wasn't completely run to suit him. They went uh, sort of an even clip. The race sort of dominated a bit by those in the first half and kept coming to the line, you know, sort of soft five, but maybe, you know, close to that good four rating. Again, that probably doesn't suit him. He, He'd love for the rain to come, this horse, complete wet tracker, but if it's on you know, soft five, soft six, that's fine. You lose MD, but you're right, you gain an informed B. Allen, who's absolutely flying, probably... I'd say Benny Allen, for those out there, he's back in sort of his Marabi sort of form when she was winning Oakley Plates. He's back to that level now. Benny Allen is airborne. He's such a gun. Like I, I've, been, I've been aboard him since day one, and I'm, he's one of mine, my jockeys, so... Um, yeah, the notorious young calf. I think he goes by. <laughs> the young calf. That's a piss. Uh, he's a bit of a unit. He's yeah. a definitely one guy. If you met him off the track, you'd be having some fun. That's for sure. Um, 
but that's good. We'll, we'll happily see him punch this one home. I think this has got a great chance. You, you sort of outlined all the reasons why, Ben. And now he's in his second prep in Australia. Uh, you know, I think this is just a perfect race for him to get on the board. Good price, too. Six dollars. Um, form stamped out of that race. He finished alongside B Hunter, who was great last week behind Pinstriped. Yeah, I think I think this is a, a good play. French Emperor, I've really wanted to back his next start at the races. I'm just worried wet ground, like if the rain does come. Um, but I thought he was terrific. First up behind Altivo. I like that race. Uh, they're probably the two for mine. Yeah, I couldn't back Braden Star here at the price. I think he's way too short. There's a bit. There's some strong wraps on him. I still think he'll be a handy enough horse. But yeah, just the map's a little tricky from Barrier 3. If he steps a bit slow, he could be cast. Um, yeah, I'm happy enough with Green Fly, who's, I think, the best horse in the race. And getting $6, like, it's a pretty easy bet. I was um, seeing it completely different to both of you. <laughs> um, like, um, I think the biggest danger to Green Fly is what you should be scared of. Scared of is they're going to absolutely snick this horse, and it's, it's going to give them 20 lengths, and it's not going to be able to do anything from there. Can run on there's, there's a strong tempo here, though, isn't there? Like Thorin, French Emperor, British Columbia, Unusual I think, Culture. I Let think me guess. I, I, You're back in Unusual Culture. No, no, no. Oof. I'm not that sick. They used to be my, my, my horse. I backed yeah, that horse like 20 why. times. But um, no, like, well, I think like if they go at a strong tempo and Green flies out the back giving him 15 lengths, like you're outside the, the band and you can't, you can't make any of that. Like it, it's... Like the idea is like they go fast so they they come back to you but they 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 don't like if you're if you got that far off them you need to make a sort of a significant. Well, I would of... I would only counter that with by yes if you, if you're the same grade of horse. Does it does it does he you get any feel that he's a bit better than this grade that he could just you know you see horses who can. Mm-hmm. I understand exactly the point you're making. It's a very good point. You're going to back a lot of winners long term if you focus on those horses in these sort of races who can be in the right spot. But a horse like Greenflies, he's got to be rubber stamped here as the best horse in the race, doesn't he? Like, on upside. Um, well, yeah, I think he was good last time, but I guess, like, at the at the weights, at the weight for age sort of scale, like, I'd, I'd, I'd say he needs to run a, a big new peak to, to win here. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, of opinions, who are you backing? I'm back. I'm backing Braden Star. Well, I, I think I want. I want. I want a, a better price. But um, I think. I think this is a horse that'll be better on a wet track. Just the way he sort of, he sort of races, and he obviously wants further than this, than fourteen hundred meters. And he was real like the last one hundred meters of the races. He ran the second fastest of the meeting. I think he, I think he can hold a position from barrier three. Um, and I think I think the like if he if he runs the the rating he did. Um, first up at Cranbourne and on a on a leader's bias day, then um, I think he's very very hard to beat here. Um, he just got too far back, and he could he couldn't keep up on really fast ground that day at Pakenham when they were um, they were running class records. Obviously, because it's a, a good horses running at Pakenham, like obviously they're going to run class records. But the, the ground was really fast that day, and um, and he returned really well. He was sort of backed um, late in betting and and. Yeah, beaten by British Columbia, but I, I thought um, he could take a step second up, and I'm happy to sort of be with him um, there. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was against Greenfly just basically because I just think his maps to can be ten ten lengths off him. I think he's needs to be a really good horse to do it. Um, but yeah, I, 
I, at the prices, I probably ha- couldn't bet right now, but I, I want I want at least like th- four dollars fifty to back braid and start. You'll probably get it on the day, I think. Yeah. Um, I but yeah. Yeah, I thought the only other horse that's sort of worth a mention here is our Redonte. Started three sixty last time, was a bit disappointing, but now you get the claim for Matty Lloyd, so you get underneath the minimum barrier thirteen potential for him to mm. go forward up to the mile. Yeah, and he has the numbers too, but I just I just I don't know. He was really bad last start. Yeah, he, he, he did a playing last time. Yeah. But he probably off three winners. Up to she rode three winners in, uh, sorry, five winners in three days across Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Really? Absolutely flying, Em Lloyd. Absolutely yep. flying. Well, that's what you're that's what you're saying, Trav. Like all these sorts of jockeys, they're all they're all going through a a hot hot sort of streak at the moment. Like C. Haffel, C. Gordry, Lloyd. They're all they're all not going well. And the, the other horse we haven't even mentioned yet is British Columbia, who. Who beat the favourite last time, and he actually ran a peak there. I I think British Columbia is best on a wet track. Um, I think he's even best though at he's fourteen hundred, isn't he? Yeah, I was I was yeah. going to say I think he's he's a yeah. great fourteen hundred meter horse, and they stretch him out. Yeah, well, that, that, that's my mm. other point. Yeah, I was going to make. Yeah, yeah. But he I think he is good, best on it, which is interesting because he's a really big horse. Um, um, mm. but I think he's he's best on a on a wet track and. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree that maybe he he's better fourteen hundred on a really, really strong sort of 1,400 metre, but 600 metre tested him, so... Tests yep. him, so... So, yeah. It's a good oh. race, that. Good race. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple really, really good competitive races at Sandon. It's, it's a good betting card. It is. Talk about good races. They do save the best for last. The classy horses go race nine. It's a benchmark 100 over 1,800 metres. Gunstock is $2.70 fave. Pinstriped is three dollars ninety. Diagula six fifty. Secret Plan ten dollars. Normandy Bridge twelve dollars. Rolls nineteen dollars. Quality Time nineteen dollars. Not Usual Glorious twenty one dollars. A lot of good winning form here. Uh, I'll let someone else go first before I give my opinion. Trav, give us your opinion. Oh, everyone knows my love for Pinstriped. I've caught. I finally caught him last week. <laughs> um, I was. I was bloody happy to catch him too. Uh, think this is a task for him though from from the gate like i just can't see him being in the same sort of spot he was last week i know he handled them but he had the race completely set up for him it's probably a little bit stronger 1800 meters that's probably no no issues for him i i've always sort of thought he'd be a horse would get to 2000 in time but just on the i sort of think he's paid the penalty a little bit for that win he has to carry 60 and a half yeah i'm sort of against him Gunstock to me has probably a bit more upside. You know, he's only had the eight starts. He's won half of them. We know that you know one of those defeats is in a Victoria Derby when he didn't stay, or, or at the time at least. Um, and then he's only had three runs since, and they've all been blinders. Yeah, I think he's a pretty hard horse to knock here. You get Jay Child, so no, you know, no sort of negative from MZR for the standard of the meeting. Again, though, like there's a, there's a lot of speed here with not usual glorious up in front and no effort. How far back's he going to get is probably a little bit of a concern for mine. The horse that, like, I just keep thinking he's a bit of a giant killer. This horse in this sort of level is Diagula. He's he's seven from fourteen. He comes off a win against White Marlin, where yeah, he had the race sort of run to suit, but gee, sprinted well. Uh, last preparation, you beat He's a Shocker at 1,800. You're competitive to Tuvalu. He's just a bit of an underrated horse. You get Billy from Barrier 4, chance to sort of cut the corner a little bit and save some ground. Yeah, he sort of interests me here at 7 bucks, and 
Oh, I'm gonna probably go broke trying to back Normandy Bridge into a win. But gee, he's close. Um, would have loved to see him at 2,000 meters um, and not 1,800. But off the back of last start behind Globe, um, if they can get him a little bit more closer in the run here from Barrier Five, he'll run a great race. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think this race is quite straightforward as what the market's got it with Pinstriped and Gunstock. Like they're gonna have to come from a fair way off them. And, you know, there's some handy enough horses here. So, Diagula is probably going to be my top tip in this race. And it's sort of, sad. if he gets longer than $7, you get $8. So, I could probably back him. Yep. Well, I think I'm going to take Pinstriped on. Um, this is a horse I used to be with. And I've kind of dropped off him and he's absolutely bolted in his last two. Uh, I think Gunstop is on top for me. Second up last prep, he actually went forward and he dominated the Kunji. Um, interesting, jo- Jordan Child goes on from Barrier 12. Where they look to in terms of a spot on the map, I'm not 100% sure. If he goes back, then I'm a little bit nervous. But I, I hope they use his tactical speed early and make Pinstripe chase from a long way back. Um, the wetter the better for him. I thought he was excellent to run down Keats first up, and when Gunstock and Pinstock were going to clash, I was going to, I was going to back Gunstock that time. So, I think he is the best horse in the race, um, and I probably will back him. I'm hoping for sort of three dollars. I, I am terribly scared of Diagula. He's definitely deadly here, um, and there is a horse near the top of the weights that I thought is over the odds on a place line. That is number three, not usual glorious. Um, I think the step, sorry, the back to 1800 metres suits him yep. really well out of the Warnable Cup. He'll go forward from barrier one. He'll lead easily. And we know this horse just absolutely eats wet ground. Um, going through the stats, he's won six from 12 on a soft track and he's won six from 10 on a heavy track. So he's rock hard fit and he's going to be in front for a long way. I've had a bet on him to place at $5. I think a horse like No Effort still only second up. I don't think Gav's going to be wanting it to go fully at it in terms of leading just yet. I think he might wait one more for for it to get a little bit fitter. And then sort of, I don't know what else is really going to take it on. I I think not usual glorious. We'll find the front here. There's a lot of intent and I think it's the overlay in the race. Yeah, this is a tricky race. I couldn't get Gunstock, Dagula or Pinstriped sort of anywhere near their prices. Um, and I, and I agree with you, Ben. I, I want to back not usual glorious um, up on top of the speed um, on a wet track. Pretty simple. Like it's very, very consistent horse because it gives itself every opportunity pretty much every time it races. So um, I'll be backing not usual glorious from the front. Weird runner in that race is Secret Plan. 1,400 up to 1,800 off of, I thought a pretty good win first up. Mm. Never been past 1,400 in its career. Um, and then kicked off at 1400 to start the prep was beating horses like It's a Ray Day you know, some handy horses in Perth last preparation so he's, he's always had a bit of talent really interested to see what the market does there with that horse I couldn't, couldn't sort of back him off the preparation but they've obviously trying to turn him into a middle distance horse rather than sort of sprinter which he was in Western Australia mm. he's likely raced so maybe it'll work out but um He's probably one of the most interesting runners of the day. I would have thought secret plan off the setup. Yeah, so his it was last eight dollars, eight dollars fifty out to about twenty three dollars on Betfair last time. So, Bot was standing Marketing. next to me when he won at the bull last start, and uh, 
I saw, you know, John Lee Jr., Bob Peters, I just said, no, it's not going in my quaddie, even though I knew it was <laughs> talent. And it cost me an absolute fill-up in the quaddie on day three. So <laughs> hopefully not again. Yeah, might have half turned the corner that camp. So be very interested to see how they sort of the couple runners they've got in Saturday go again. Yeah. All right, we might have to pick up the sectionals here, but does anyone else have any other bets uh, at Sandown in any other races? I just thought um, race four, I did have a little bit of interest in Hello Broadcast. I thought he was outstanding last start over a thousand meters um, behind Pintoff. Yes, he goes up in the weights, but I do like to step out to 1300 meters. Um, he's not a horse that can be exposed from a long way out. I think he's only got a short and sharp sort of turn of foot, but if Matty Cartwright can just coil him up for a long way, he does eat wet ground. So um, I thought he was a, a decent sort of bet around that $16 mark. Good knock anyone sort of backing Hello Broadcast. It's brave stuff, but... <laughs> no, I thought I've, you... got, I've got it 100 to 1. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that, is, that is long. Um, I thought one horse that sort of interested me early on in the program was in the second race, the Phillies race, the 1,000-meter race, Charmed Run. Just the way that race worked out for a last start, never a chance. Oh, I backed it last time. Yeah, it kept coming to the line. You're not going to have an idea on track pattern by this time in the day, but, um, yeah, Billy goes on. She, she's, she's got a good motor, this filly. I thought ten dollars is probably overs in a competitive race. Yeah, I um I was thinking of betting into that race as well. Um, probably I might have something on um, number, th- um, what number is it? It's in Strawn Barrier Three. Uh, flying on a limb, it's called Celine Gaudry. It was a really good win first up, really strong sectionals, and I also maybe wanted to back Great Mama as well. With the with the W pin, my man. <laughs> oh man oh man alright let's anyway, go let's move on to Eagle Farm to the Sunshine State we're only going to do the three races I believe uh, it's a soft five at the moment but we just looking at the weather we think this will be getting back to the, the good range and we know how Eagle Farm sort of plays we're going to go race five first it is the Fred Best Classic over 1400 metres group three three year olds and there's a ticket up for grabs here into the Stradbroke Handicap obviously Brisbane's Number one time honored race. Yellow Brick is two dollars sixty from Hawaii five oh three dollars forty. Zoo Tiger six dollars. They're probably the only three in the market. Yes, they are. Uh, Larrikin Road uh, nineteen dollars, and then Seven Vales nineteen dollars. Um, I think Yellow Brick is my best bet of the weekend. I think this horse is very very good. Um, I thought his first up win was outstanding. He sort of sat wide over twelve hundred meters. Um, still reeled off some really good splits. 1,400 metres is definitely much more in his wheelhouse. I think he's going to have the map advantage over Hawaii 5 I think it's a t- I think it is a race in two. Hawaii 5 was really good last start at Hawkesbury, but I think Yellow Brick is going to improve a lot more into his second up run. I think the home track advantage counts for something um, here, and I think he's a real live hope in the Stradbroke. Um I took him on in the three-year-old Magic Millions guineas that day and dead set, he probably should have won by a cricket pitch. I think he was a mile beaten, smashed into $2.80 favourite on that day. And I think there's a chance he might have come back even better this preparation. Um, I do have all the respect for the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Botrunner. It's up and running and fit and ran a big new career peak last start, but 
I'm pretty happy yellow brick on top. Save the eight to exactly. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm keen to take you on here, Benny. Um, <laughs> I've been a huge fan of this Hawaii 5-0 from his oh, first time sort of looking at the trials. I think we sort of um, Patreon followers of the racing show will know that I've been with this horse from day one. I think we were all over him at the trials before he made his debut at Wyong, and he tried to throw the race away and just won. And then he had a couple of average, like they were okay runs in the 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 spring behind economics, and then he's moved stable to, from Michael Friedman to Waterhouse Bot. Gee, they've switched him on. That win at Hawkesbury was just awesome. Um, uh, sort of really the thing that took me the most about that performance was when I looked at the punting form data, the explosion of speed. It looked like that visually, but just from the 600 to the 400, he's gone just above benchmark. 400 to the 200, he's nearly gone four above. Just instant acceleration. Uh, I think I, I might have said in an early message, I reckon this is a group one horse after his first or second trial, and I'm, I'm standing by it. There's so much talent with this horse. Nash sticks. I think you'll win the Stradbroke, and I think you'll win here. And then you'll come back in the spring, and you, he'll they'll, he'll be close to favourite for the Golden Eagle. Massive. Obviously, the runner we haven't mentioned is Zoo Tiger. A bit of a strange preparation. What do we think of his chances? He's a good horse, Zoo Tiger. I'll give, like he's very honest. Um, he obviously comes here again, trying to book his spot into the Stradbroke. Trial was pretty solid, I thought. Um, this is probably about his right distance, too. Uh, he's just one of these horses, though, like Hawaii 5-0 and Yellow Brick have a bit of X factor to them, whereas mm. he's just There's no one upside. of these guys who's... He's, he's like that... Um, what's, the, what's the right sort of describing way for him from, like, a sports point of view? He's a just Brett like that. Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're going there, but, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just your right. get-it-done sort of backman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I think he's a bit better than Brett Thornton, to be honest. But, <laughs> uh, let's, I, don't, I was trying to think NBA playoffs because they were just on. So I was oh, sort right. of thinking like, I don't know. Where does he fit? Like sort of a... I can't maybe like a um, Al Horford type. You know, he's solid starter, but just not quite at the elite level. Um, yeah, I couldn't back him. That was a long way of just saying that, no, not for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. All right, me and Travis going head to head here. Sure. Um, Hawaii Five O is a very good advertisement of why Gay Waterhouse is the best trainer in Australia. Reasoning. Well, it's just, she she got him, and and now he's, he's, he's mm. just run a massive peak in what, like since how, how many starts since she got him? Two. Two starts. She's the best trainer in Australia. I will say she probably got a bit of help here as well because Nash had ridden the horse a lot of his trials and probably... Oh, he also been... rode him four times before he... or three times yeah. before he... Could have given her some fair insight into the horse. He's like mm. He's been loaded with ability. He's extremely well-bred. His mm. damn Aloha was a Group 1 winner. So And it's a half to Libertini. Or yeah, full, yeah. full or half. I don't know. Uh, I don't know well, Libertini by not a single doubt, I think. He's definitely on that line, so yeah. you're right with that. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Brick, I, I love as a horse. Like He's very, very consistent, but I just see Hawaii 5-0 as the X factor here. Me Personally, I couldn't, I couldn't have Yellow Brick favourite over Me Hawaii 5-0 off last start. But. Hawaii 5-0 is favourite, and 
Like the the last four hundred was ridiculous. And big big tick for Hawaii Five O here too is Eagle Farm. If this race was at Doomben, you could probably, you know, he's a big horse. Probably, I think the the key to him as well was getting onto a bigger track like Hawkesbury, where he could get around the turn. Well, yeah, I just think Eagle Farm will suit him. Yeah, he's always been sort of like a learning on the job sort of horse. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I like I, it's a Sydney sort of horse. I don't have a, a great idea of what he does, but like you can just you know like I know of him, and he's always sort of been like a horse that has had no idea what he's doing, and he's just a work in progress sort of thing. And and he, I think he put it all together last time, and and the and the time and the the margins he put on those horses last time, I sort of say to me like this is a proper horse. Agree, agree. I'm on my own. Trav, is it fair to say that um, these two need to win this race to get in the Stradbroke and they won't get in if yeah, they, they don't do. win? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they de- definitely Hawaii 5-0 does. He won't get in if he doesn't win on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Yellow Brick, there's been a fair few horses pull out of the Stradbroke. I've got to do a little bit more work on the race from a likely fields perspective. He'd be a I'm much going. better... You need to give me the early mail. <laughs> He'd be a much better <laughs> chance of getting in than... Y five O, but I'd say he's probably the exact same. He'd probably need yeah. to win it. All right, mm. beautiful. Let's go to the Derby, the Queensland Derby, twenty four hundred meters set weights for the three year olds. Kovalika has been well backed, no surprises there. Dollar seventy promises kept uh, second in the SA Derby, seven dollars fifty. Special Sway draws a car park, nine dollars fifty. The Vows thirteen dollars. Aberfeldy Boy fifteen dollars. Fame twenty one and well backed, and Stroke of Luck twenty six. Thoughts here, Trap? Well, you can't tip against the favourite, can you? Like, how do you tip against him? He gets J Mac seven day back up. You've just run against you know the best weight for age horses that Brisbane can sort of serve up at this time of year, and you were back in probably the wrong part of the race. Like you needed to, I think, need to be in that sort of first five or six. He was back up along the inside. Thought he ran as well as he could under the circumstances. He's finished third. I mean, I know what I'd be doing if I'd sort of if someone served me up Jewey here at a dollar seventy, I'd be launching, beat her home. So, mm. uh, the, the, I suppose the only question is twenty four hundred. Like he, he hasn't ticked that box yet, but he doesn't doesn't give you the feel of a horse who won't. Um, no. And he's just got a bit of X factor. Like he's got a he's got a proper turn of foot. So, I I don't know how you'd sort of go against him. Like a dollar seventy, any horse is always a little bit scary. But I think you can. You could price him that, Will. I thought you could price him a dollar fifty here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've actually taken two dollars ten, so I'm very happy about it. Um, I would be too. <laughs> I think the backup is fine, um, as Trav said. Twenty four hundred meters for the first time, but he doesn't look like a horse that he's not going to get it. He's ran twenty one hundred meters on his year before. He just looks like he's looking for more ground. He was excellent last start at Wait for Age. Um, Bottle tell us a number he ran in terms of GDX. That's not a number that any of these will probably get close to um so he's clearly on top i thought there's a horse that's immoral to run top four it's the number three aberfeldy boy um this horse will stay he was really good last start in the sa derby i think uh eagle farm will suit him even better barrier eight is suits him um and yeah just with added fitness we know he'll stay the trip um promises kept got a bit of a, a picnic look it was really good last start but it did get a bit of a, a bit of its own birthday um i think aberfeldy boy will be turning the tables maybe the same race multi one to win three to run top three yeah kovalik is just like it's a 
it's measured up to well, it's not wait for age group one form but like on paper it is but it's not really but like you know it's still good form for this I guess and like if it runs what it did last time it'll probably just win but you're sort of just betting on it um, repeating the run it did last time which is fair enough I guess you could do that if you wanted to but um, it's a big field and I don't know, anything can sort of happen I guess um, maybe it's, it's had a had a foot abscess and, and it's backing up maybe it won't like that I don't know um, you're just growing people up for the sake of it <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm trying to find reasons where you could possibly tell people to stay away I don't know but launch part I think sometimes you know we, we get everyone always you know I'm, I'm the biggest at doing it as well we always try and think of a reason why a horse like this will get beat and, yeah well you and sort of like, got to you grow yourself price. up because you're like oh it's a short price you know but in real, realistically like on his last start figure you can get him a dollar fifty a dollar forty five ish year no worries well, well yeah well, there's, a, there's a lot of horses that are sort of was well, hard to when there's so many horses that are like obviously like there's a, a fair margin between um Kovalika's best and, and the, the other horses but there's a there's a lot of them that are sort of around the next sort of level so if Kovalika yeah. comes off that level then it's a obviously a competitive race it's horse racing anything can happen but but yeah oh, like it, you're betting on him um running you're betting on him failing it's like it's essentially like betting on nature strip like if nature strip runs to a nature strip level or a couple like a year ago anyway like if, if nature strip ran to his level he won he won nothing else could possibly get to a, a level that well, i guess they, they, these could possibly get to a level they're still three-year-olds but but you know like you know what i mean like it's unlikely that these will these will get to a to a number at this start anyway so i'd probably say if kovalika gets beat then he's he's failed to be honest but that's what you're essentially betting on i guess yeah agree I'll, looking through queensland derby winners as well if Mm. If he wins on Saturday, as we expect, he probably goes into the spring as maybe the best Queensland Derby winner in like 15 years, I would have thought. Like, there's been nothing that sort of holds a candle to him, I wouldn't have thought, ratings-wise. Oh, maybe a horse like Hawks. Mr. Quickie? Yeah, maybe Mr. Quickie, maybe. Um, and, yeah, maybe Hawks Spur. Maybe I've gone off a little bit early, but it gives you... He's a horse that's exciting, I think, Kovalika mm. for the spring. Like, we've had... You guys have touched on it, but our wait for age depth and like our staying depth is pretty thin, and he's a horse of real excitement. So I hope he goes there on Saturday and just absolutely massacres them. Be good to watch. And the good thing for Australian punters is he won't be sold to Hong Kong, which we see a lot of Queensland horses Why not? do. Why not? Uh, the ownership—they're very keen to race him here. Oh yeah, because the same with Kukaracha. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Nev Morgan owned Rangy Rangdu owns many horses in those white and blue. Good. Well, well, I heard. Um, just for Cold. narrative, I heard. Um, I heard uh, the the racing and sports guys say that. Um, the, uh, the on time form ratings, the rating he ran last week wins nineteen of the last twenty. Um, um, Queensland derbies. So, dollar yeah, well, yeah. That probably <laughs> points out uh, what we were just saying before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you though, Benny. Aberfeldy boy has to run top three. He's he's going so well that horse, and if Froggy can just give him an economical trip, where he's not back last, hopefully from that gate, he'll pass a, a lot more than. So I think he, yeah, I think he's a great chance for second, third. Yeah, sounds good to me. 
All right, the last race we're going to deep dive is the Kingsman Smith Cup. Uh, group 1, 1,300 metres, and it's brought together a pretty good field, and there's been some good betting moves. So think about it, is out to $5. A case of you has been well backed into $6.50. Rothfire, $7. Valana, another big mover, into $7. Uh, King of Sparta, $8.50. Converge, $11. Eduardo's out there at $13, and Paul Ailey, $14. So good race. What do you think, Trav? It is a good race. You've got a strong speed set up by Eduardo and probably Rothfire going forward. Can't imagine. I think they'll probably use Gate 1 with Converge and horses like Emerald Kingdom won't be far away. So you've got a strong speed, which is good for a race of this level. Nah, the horse I sort of went looking for a little bit was Gentleman Roy. Um, sort of freshened up to sort of hit this carnival. I thought his recent trial was pretty good up there in Queensland. Willow goes on. Uh, and just the way this race sort of works out, I don't think it's bad for him from a map perspective. He can just get behind, you know, that strong speed set by Eduardo and Rothfire and sort of be in the right spot. I think he'll give you a great side at sort of $26. He was sort of the first horse I went looking for. Um, I suppose, you know, Eagle Farm, some sort of, question mark for him he's never been there it's a bit of a horses for courses track with this the surface underneath um some horses really don't like it but um at 26 dollars, that's easy enough you know to find out you know his, his form is outstanding realistically for a race like this i would have thought if he can get back to the you know where he was sort of won that cf4 stakes and then got it taken off him on protest if he goes goes to that level of form he's got to be in the finish um, so he's sort of the horse that I half went looking for. Valana, I, I, I dug deep trying to forgive him for the 10,000, and I still don't think the race was completely run to suit him. Um, and Doombin, probably not his track. His best performances this horse are on big tracks. Ramwick, Newcastle. He raced really well here at Eagle Farm last preparation. So I'm just thinking maybe you just have to forgive him for the... For Doombin, um, you get J-Mac, but the, the market hasn't missed him. Like, he's $7, so you offer failure. Um, but, yeah, they're probably the two horses for mine. I think, think about it's well and truly, like, exposed here by the market at sort of 550 coming up to weight for age. He's a great chance in the Stradbroke where he drops significantly in the weight, but he's got to come up to 59 kilos here and, you know, meet some informed gallopers who have done it at this level um and the map's not i don't think the map's as straightforward for him as some are saying he, he might be good enough to win I'm, I'm yet to sort of see it in his numbers i think he's like sort of with the field here not in front of them um so i'm sort of against him converge has always been one of mine from day one sort of found him when he wanted jj atkins getting back to eagle farms probably a tick for him if it's dry he can run well they're probably the th yeah those are three horses that I'm an interesting it's such a tough race though I don't think you could be really definitive on any horse here personally because um, there's a, a lot of different variables in this race mm. Mm. I, I, I've grade a few people up here but I, I do think <laughs> gentleman Roy is a big price I, I just think the way the race maps and Willow's not you know he's a great jockey tactically he'll be sending him straight forward he'll know to you know sort of get the back of Eduardo he's going to take you a long way He'll be strong at the end of the trip. They've sent him up here for this in the Stradbroke. Ben and JD Hayes, like, arguably as good a trainers as any at the Group 1 level. So 
He's probably just too big a price, I think. Yep. Um, so my subscribers, obviously, on, on my little paid service I've got going on right now, the six-day racing, you can check it out on the App Store. We've actually locked in $26.750 for Volana. Last start, Jeez, that's obviously... That's a good bet. It is a good bet. I, I always thought this would be the perfect race for him, sort of 1,300 metres, step up to wait for age, Eagle Farm, big track. Last start did knock the stuffing out of us a little bit, but if we can forgive him for it, I think he does look as good a chance as any. Um, I've got a massive opinion of this horse. Like, he's got a monster turn of foot. We saw that first up. He ripped home in, you know, like 12 and a half above for his final 600 metres. Like, and he was kind of cast off the track there and doing it all only first up. Um, if there is a little bit of sting out of the track, that suits him as well. Yeah. Um, and sort of the race that a lot of these come through. It was a really bunch finish with Ross Fire, um, Paul Ailey. It was the race that uh, Private Eye actually failed in. So, yeah, the I know victory. That's a, yeah, it was a bunch finish. Yeah, that's the key lead up. But I sort of kind of want to be against that form just because it was it was such a bunch finish. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of upside with some of those horses. I think King of Sparta maps a little bit awkwardly from Barrier Two. Roth Fire, he's not the same horse he was, but he's still. A solid horse is that going to be good enough here not sure a case of you if he can be positioned a bit further forward then obviously uh, his run in, in the doom and 10,000 was pretty pretty eye-catching but yeah Valana's on top for me think about it scares me um, but I've taken him on a couple of times I, th- I think I can get him beat this time um, and then yeah I, I didn't know where else to go looking I could probably end up specking gentleman Roy but yeah uh, Valana's on top for me yeah, your confidence in Villani, Benny, sold me back a bit with this horse. <laughs> I just needed someone to come with me. I reckon you, I reckon you can forgive a horse for not handling Doombin. Like, it's just a, such a... Like, if you watch the races there, they're tight turns. And a horse who's run all of his best races on big tracks, he can potentially be very forgiving. He still didn't run that bad. He's only beaten three and a half by Giga no. Kick and Overpass. Like, they're good horses to be beaten by. Um, and he's, he's too He's run twice at 1,300 metres. He killed Mr. Mozart in a Silver Eagle, and then he beat in the Congo in the Hunter. Hmm. I think maybe... They were both massive riding races. Maybe um, being off 28 days had something something to do with it as well, I think, maybe. Do you think? Yeah, quite possibly. I'd I'd say James would have targeted him at this race in the Stratty, so... Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have cared about last time. That would have been... No. Yeah, he was... um, But, yeah, I sort of... I thought this race was fun to do because it's seven dollars the field and i don't know there's so many different angles i thought even sorry there's angles are plenty yeah like you're saying like so many horses you can give it a half chance to yeah like um even a horse like the inferno i sort of could make a case for he was really good last time and if he's anywhere near his best form then well he's in it (laughs) as disgusting as that sounds um (laughs) I don't no. even know he's running. Yeah. Um, no, but I agree with you, Trav. I thought Journal and Roy was... Like, he, he essentially won the, the CF4. And he's... Mm. And he's $26 in a, in a week of Group 1. Well, yeah, um, I mean, you drop any of Jack and O, Mr. Brightside, I'm Thunderstruck, you know, RIP. Um, mm. Who else ran in that race? Nugget. Nugget's the other horse. Like Mr. Brightside. Did you say Mr. Brightside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd all be 
way under single feet. Like, you know, they'd be close. All of them would be close to favourite here. And he's going around $21. Yeah, just the yeah, barrier, I know. I guess. Horse racing's not that price. easy, but he's just a big price. Oh, well, it's yeah, not that easy, but like you could, good. yeah, well, you could easily have him much shorter. Like he last two, like he went to Flemington, and and that was was a sixteen hundred meters. I don't think he runs sixteen hundred meters. Do you reckon? I don't. I reckon he's more of a fourteen hundred meter horse. I Mate, think no, he ran sixteen with complete control. He ran yeah. in the yeah. the blamey with a bit of a setback. Remember, he was meant yeah. to run in the futurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he didn't run that poorly at all in the All Star Mile, but like, no. you know, they went crazy speeds there. Mm. So, and then Doncaster, heavy nine track, forgive, doesn't go on the wet. So he's got, I think you, you've got some real cases that he can run well. I think we've sold some hope on him anyway. Yeah. yeah. I like, think like, he's a sort of, for him. Yeah, like he's a sort of horse, like in, in, like, uh, in, like in the higher grade, maybe 1600 meter pushes him, but um, like he, his best racing will be over 1400 meters, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. But 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 yeah, I sort of thought yeah, Valana, you could maybe excuse it was poor, but you could excuse. I I sort of thought a case of you. I'm going to be really smart, sort of finding this, and then I checked the market. And it's favourite or thereabouts anyway. Um, Rothfire looks about the right price. Like so many of these, like they've priced it pretty well. I think like the it looks looks pretty well um, priced to me. I can't understand Converge being being in the market can anyone explain that why is he there yeah I thought he'd sort of get missed a little bit like I know his best form certainly deserves to be in the market like the George Ryder run was terrific um and then I didn't think he went too bad first up and he's he does have like eagle form uh, eagle farm sort of figures to his name I know it's as a two year old but he's a very he's one of these horses good tracks are just his go so yeah he needs a, a good track he's got a lot of races where you just have to put a line through Mm. I can understand why he's half in the market just on the rider but I, I agree like I, I expect him to be a bit longer than what he is yeah yeah I think he needs further a lot further I think yeah he's definitely been sent there to be sort of these this race and the strati so mm. Mm. I think you, your subs though Benny with the six day racing have, have done well there with Volana I'd like to be sitting on that bet <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray. We've we've got seven fifty the place and he's into sevens a win, so it's something. All right. We got any bets for anywhere else, uh, Eagle Farm or anywhere else around the, the country for the weekend or even further? I have an opinion at Eagle Farm. Go oh, on. Wow. I know. Um I thought Colt sorry? In the two year old? No. No. I thought Colding should be favourite in race four. He's How a horse. Colding won. Were you born when Colding won a race? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would it would have been to be tight. I reckon it to be tight. But I reckon he's won since he won the Golden Eagle. I'll find out. But you're probably right. Yeah, he's he's the horse that's won eleven races though. But he, he, Chris Waller just is adamant in putting him in the wrong races, and he and he just cannot win when he's racing horses like well, at, the, at, the, at the Group One level. Like he, the last couple starts, he's raced Zaki. He's been beaten by Zaki, Giga Kick, Riadini, Alligator Blood, Private Eye, Kiku, forgive that, and Numerian. Like, what's he doing against those horses? He I drops back he, in. His problem is he's won 6.6 .6 million. He's a yeah. pretty hard horse to play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's true. I should be hard. I should be um, not as hard on Chris Waller, actually. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Chris Waller. He'd be, he'd be listening. But... Um, <laughs> 
October um, 2020, his last win, Will. Do you know? You yeah. want to know the horse he beat at 2,000 metres? Hold on, let me figure this out. Oh, I know this one. Former superstar of the turf. Like, was, was meant to be the, the second... He was the big A before the big A came around. Avilius. Avilius, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. That was his last win at 2,000 metres, group two level. Hill stakes. Mm. He absolutely shit him. <laughs> Bad yeah. names. Um, but yeah, I, I think like Colding has numbers to win this, and he's just been racing against. Um, of course, he's got numbers to win it. No, like like it's recent, like very, ago. very, very recent numbers. Oh, like okay. last start, even last start, <laughs> three starts. Like his his Eagle Farm one behind you, Marion. That's probably the Q twenty two. Yeah, um, yeah, that was like that. That wins this yeah. by a long way. Yeah, and like without enough. with without a fight, it's holding up a lot of price in the market. He's he's going to be snicked. Luncey's is Luncey's, um, and new mandate's going to be snicked as well, and Colding's going to probably lead. So, Jimmy Orman, maybe that's the little present for getting you know having to sit out for J Mac in the Queensland Derby will give you Colding. <laughs> keep keep the seat warm for J Mac. Trav, you got anything around the grounds? Carlapore race three, probably the horse I'm most interested in um, in the Premiers Cup. Just if you have punting form, you don't see too many stayers reel off a last 200 like he did last time. Just a big explosion of speed uh, when he won at Doombin in the Chairman's. He beat Serpentine fair and square when they met the other... Oh, well, ran second to him, sorry. But Serpentine had all the favours, I thought, against him. Uh, now he meets him at Eagle Farm at 2,400. I just thought Bishin goes on. I was pretty keen with him. I think he's an, he's not a bad little horse, Carla Paul. What's happened to Yaffet? That horse was good. And then C.I. Brown has ruined him. Again, like, it, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, but I sort of put my other hat on. Hard horse to place. Like, you've you've run second in a group one. Uh, South no, not really. He's, he's got a rating of, like, 87, I think. That's like true. A, I think, you know, sometimes ex- the owner's pressure as well. You, yeah. you know, you've got that horse that's performed well as a three-year-old. You get a little bit excited. Yeah, but I want to back him to win a benchmark 90 by 100 <laughs> lengths, Trav. You might need a buy. That might be the answer. To that. <laughs> well, if they send him around at a benchmark 90 at Sandon, I might be able to buy him. Trav <laughs> might be waiting in the I, I think that's a not a bad little race, that race, with Serpentine and Carlapore, the lead-up to the Brisbane Cup. Yeah. All right, I've got two at Randwick. I'm going to um, get back on the green side of Chris Wallace since uh, since Bot's been bagging him because I've got two from the Waller camp and they're both ridden by Karen It's McElroy. impossible to be on the green side of Chris Waller. <laughs> it is a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, K-Mac, hopefully he has turned the corner a little bit. Race five, number four, Kazu. Um, this horse looks really progressive. I thought its last start win was awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing her up to 1,400 metres now. Um, Barrier 10, so it does have a little bit of uh, negotiations to deal with early, but I think she just looks simply better than I think she'll keep progressing through the grades. Pretty keen on her. She's around the $2.60 mark. And then in race nine, I think Democracy Manifest can bounce back hard. He's number 14. Um, drawn Barrier 3, but I love the fact it's going from Rose Hill back to Randwick. Um, I know he he had the, does have some good form on heavy tracks, but heavy tracks they kind of vary from time to time. I just I think we just forget that run. He went around two dollars sixty there, 
and I just don't think he really loved the heavy track that day. Gets back into a, to a soft track here. Um, maps for a really good run. Barrier three, probably just given, probably just go a little bit quieter this time around. Um, stays at fourteen hundred meters, and then you have got the favourite Tamlane drawn out in fourteen. Healing Oasis drawn out in sixteen. Written Beauty two. It might go back. So I think he can bounce back in a big way. Um, drops in weight, 53.5 kilos. And if you look back to his first win where he demolished Maotai first up over 1,200 metres at Randwick, um, that, a repeat performance of that will just be winning. So I think $5 is a respectable price. Like um, that. I've found that horse plenty of times. Big track horse down in the weights. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think he can, can hit back with. hard. Um, if you do listen to this podcast in time, Race four, Sandown tonight, Desert Crown. He's probably in the top ten horses in the world. I'm not. I'm not tipping him as a. Dollar, I was gonna say. Like... I, know, I know. he's. I know he's like a dollar forty, but he'd be worth watching. Yeah. Um, if you if you do want to have a sicko multi, you can take him into um, Kovalika into on Sunday. Romantic Warrior is getting out to twenty four hundred meters for the first time. Um, he's only got to beat. You know, sort of like Senor, Senor Toba, Russian Emperor, um, Straight Aaron. So a few ex-Aussies there. He's just better than them. If he runs at 2,400 metres, I don't see any problem in it. I think he will. Then he'll just be winning again. Zach Purton takes the ride. Zach needs to, I think he needs a touch over two winners per season, uh, per meeting to get the, the big record. 171, Joe Moreira posted in, I think, 2016-17. That is the current record. And Zach is chasing it down. So... He'll be very keen to pencil this one in for a win, Romantic Warrior. Um, he's the third ra- third highest rated horse in Hong Kong behind Golden 60 and Lucky Swainess. I think he'll be getting the job done. Lovely. All right. Sweet. Three That's questions before we, before we wrap up. Um, first one is, what's our best multi of the weekend? We'll just make it our podcast multi. Best bet, each of us. That's our multi. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Trav, do you have a I'll best? I'll take the easy way out. Uh, I'll just take Kovalika in the derby. So cheap one for me. Yep, Will. <laughs> you go first. Let me figure this out. Um, well, I'm not going to grow up just because you blokes don't like him. I'm going to go Yellow Brick Race 5, number 2 at Eagle Farm. I'm pretty keen on him. Uh, you can always take Trav and Will's combination with Hawaii if, I I'll go, if you want to. I'll go good and proper. No worries. What's that? Race three, number one? Race three. Number one, yeah. Sound down. All right. Uh, two more quickly. Any futures for the big ones in spring from Jack Formosa? Uh, I, I'm really no struggling idea. with futures. I just think they're completely gone at the moment. Market percentages are the worst they've ever been. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the, the only way with futures going forward is if you get intel on an international that's coming out here before anyone else does. It's about it. So, or a three-year-old that you know you, you can pick from day one that so hasn't run in the spring. Yeah. Light infantry is coming back for Kirimo and David Uses and we'll be targeting the Cox Plate as a five-year-old. He ran in the locking stakes last start. He got a long way back. I think this horse is dead set looking for 2,000 metres now. Um, mm. And he's going to make a big impression in our weight for age ranks this spring. I think there's still sort of $21, $26 for the Cox Plate around. I think it's worth something because if he comes here, I think he's running in the Queen Anne next start at yep. Royal Ascot. He won't, he won't win that. 
Um, but I do think he's looking for 2,000 metres and obviously there's not much to beat here. With a bit of Kieran Ma and David Eustace yeah. magic, um, I can see him starting a lot shorter than the current price he is on Cox Plate Day. So he's one. He was a bit of a sick watching the Golden Eagle and, yeah, as I said, I reckon he's looking for the 2,000. Oh, yeah, I couldn't... I couldn't um... Probably one horse I'm really interested to see is a three-year-old. Like, the markets haven't come out for those big three-year-old races, but he's V8. He's probably my horse mm. I'm going to pin myself to in futures when those markets come up. Yeah, he's a ripper. And Zach said, power rankings, top five jockeys in Australia. Do you want to go, Trav? Oof, no oh, I thought about this. Um, I, think, I think Nash is actually number one, like as a punter. Like, he just gets the job done often. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Nash. Nash 1, J-Mac 2. Like J-Mac may be a bit more consistent than Nash, but I think Nash's best is just as good. So I'll, I'll have Nash 1, J-Mac 2. 3, I think Zara's the best rider in Melbourne, so I'll have him 3. Shin 4. Whew. I've got one more spot, don't I? Yeah. Um, oh, well, well, Zach has to go in there if you're including him. So he might he might go. I'd nearly put Zach one. So maybe Zach I'll go Zach one, Nash two, J Mac three, Zara yeah. four, and Shin five. Huge. Will. Uh, n- no particular order, but J Mac, <laughs> Nash, Jamie Carr, Craig Williams, and Mark Zara. Huge. The wrinkle, Willow. He's very good. <laughs> um, I'm not going to include Purton, but he would be right up the top, obviously. Um, I'm going to go J-Mac. He's not in the best of form at the moment, but he's still my man. He's number one. He's J-Mac, for fuck's sake. Mark Zara is number two. Got a lot of confidence when I'm backing him. Um, Nashra Willow is three. Jamie Carr is Nash four. Is and... I reckon when Benny Malum's in form, he sneaks into the fifth position for me. Geordie Childs is getting there. I love Geordie Childs. Geordie, yeah, I was a... going to say, and, and just to to uh, you know make sure Nico's listening. MD, MD. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's him first ride? How's him first ride in Hong Kong? A winner at Happy Valley uh, last night. International superstar. Unbelievable scenes. Absolutely flying though, like. Um, he's an outstanding rider. Yeah. yeah, Nick doesn't choose the best horses and jockeys to to hate. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's wrap up the podcast there. Uh, Trav, thank you very much for coming on. We know you've got a busy schedule and uh, we've probably gone over time a little bit, but uh, that's all right. Nico will just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know, I can hear him sort of bump, you know, bashing down the door right now. There will be... As per usual on TRS, burning the midnight oil. <laughs> midnight oil, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think my stuff this weekend, not on RSN on Saturday, but uh, I'll be on .com Friday and Saturday if you want to tune in to Ballarat. So. Huge. Huge. I'll be tuning in. We know Bot will be all over it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bot. I'll thanks, find Trav. something. Have a good weekend this weekend, punters. Uh, we'll see you back here next Thursday night. Cheers. See ya.
stage love. So be a 